thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. You may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. The soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad you joined us for Jesus the Healer. We have been taking the last several episodes and we've been teaching on the mind. And I tell you, I'm so grateful for the light that we're getting. I tell you, it's light that runs out darkness, right? And uh, when people don't know the right answer for what they're facing, when the light of the word comes, it's a joyous time. And so we want you to purpose to, uh, that this day you're going to hear some things that are going to turn you even further into a greater doer of the yes. word. Amen. Yes. The Bible says that it's not just the hearer that's blessed, it's the doer that's blessed. And uh, we've been taking as a golden text, we've been taking 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. That's what God has given us. It's not what he's going to give us. It's what he has given us. Uh, Having a sound mind, uh, a sound mind has to have the proper diet mentally. You can't take worried thoughts into a sound mind and have a sound mind nourished. Uh, We can't take um, thoughts of doubt and turn them over in our thought life and nourish a sound mind. Since we've been given a sound mind, a sound mind has to have a proper diet. And what is a proper diet for a sound mind? The Word. That is the food for your spirit, but it's also food for your mind. Amen. It's, your, your spirit needs the food of the Word. But it also need your mind also needs the food of the word. And so God has given us a sound mind, but we have to feed that sound mind the right diet. The devil will offer us the wrong diet, but we have to decline the thoughts, troubling thoughts that would threaten our sound mind. Anything that threatens the soundness, the peace of mind. Let's go ahead and let's see what the Amplified calls a sound mind. The Amplified translation of that verse speaks of the sound mind. It says it's a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. That's how the sound mind functions. That is the flow of a sound mind. It's calm, it's well-balanced, it's disciplined, and it's self-controlled. And uh, we, we stay in the flow of that sound mind by feeding it the thoughts of the Word. Listen. The Word of God is the thoughts of God. God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. He's not sentencing us to low thoughts, but He offers us His thoughts so we can come up in our thinking. Come up into higher thinking. Come up into the ways, the flow of God, how He operates. 
how he functions and fulfills things. And so that's what a sound mind does. It takes the thoughts that God offers us and it rejects the thoughts that oppose God's thoughts. Amen. It tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Notice with that verse that we cast down wrong thoughts. That means we don't treat them nicely. (laughs) We cast them down, casting down wrong thoughts. And not only that, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, every thought. That means you're, and as the Amplified says of of 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse, uh, verse 7 there, it says that a sound mind is a disciplined mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. A sound mind is a disciplined mind. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anything that is not of a sound mind, we cast it down. Mm-hmm. And every thought that is an undisciplined thought, we reject it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We reject it. You can't just let some thoughts in unguarded. Yeah. Right. Uh, they'll, they'll, they can wreak havoc to our faith, wreak havoc to our thought lives, to the peace that belongs to us. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know about many of you that are viewers, but I'm sure many of you are your animal lovers. I, I, I like my animals. You know, I like cats, I like dogs, and I've always had animals. Um, at a previous home we used to live at, it was on some acreage. And so at nighttime, I would go out, and in the morning, I'd go out and feed the dogs twice a day. And outside of our garage, there were exterior lights that were out there. And the dog bowls, the water bowl and the food bowl would sit under the lights by the garage. And so I would fill up their water bowl, I'd fill up their food bowl. And uh, that night, you know, what they didn't eat, you know, there's moths and stuff that are flying all around that light at nighttime. And uh, when I would go out there to feed them again in the morning, all those moths that had been around that light at night were now down in the water. Well, I love my dogs, but I'm not touching those dead things. You know, I'm not picking those things out of your water for you. And so if I would have tried to pick them up, I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up an insect or something that's dead in water, it, do, it doesn't normally come out whole. It starts falling apart and then you got multiplied parts. You know, it's no longer one unit. It's now many parts floating around in the water. And so the more you handled those moths, the more it's like they multiplied right there, (laughs) right there in the water. All the pieces multiplied. Wrong thinking that happens in the dark, those moths at dark time. But when the light shows up, (laughs) those wrong thoughts are to fall, right? But when you recognize I've been dealing with wrong thoughts, worried thoughts, thoughts of fear, harassing thoughts, troubling thoughts, The good thing is you don't have to pick those thoughts out of your mind. It's not your job. I've got, it's not like I got to get rid of that thought. I got to get rid of that thought. No, you don't have to get rid of that thought. You can't get rid of that thought by thinking it out. Mm -hmm. Uh 
You can't handle that thought in your thought life and get rid of it because the more you handle a wrong thought mentally trying to get rid of it, it does what those insects did. It falls apart and seems to multiply and go. It's just like you can't get a handle on it. What did I do with those water bowls? I didn't pick out the dead bugs. I got the water hose, turned on the water, put it in the bowl, and let the flow of the water float those things out. That's the joy of renewing the mind because you quit focusing on the dead moths. You quit focusing on the wrong thoughts. All you do, you focus on turning on the water, the water of the word. You pour in the water of the word and you, your focus is not on what you're trying to get out. Your focus is on what you're pouring in. So that's what we're to do is focus on pouring in the water of the word. Amen. 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 Turning your attention toward the word and turning your attention off. I've got to get this wrong thing. I've got to get these word thoughts out. No, you don't. You've got to get the right thoughts in. And the word is right thinking. The word is the right thoughts. Amen. Amen. Now go with me if you would to second Peter in chapter one. Second Peter in chapter one, and we're going to read in the King James translation. Um, while you're finding that, uh, have you ever noticed that the more you tried to get rid of thoughts that troubled you, it's like it embedded them further in you. Why? Because what you get your attention on is what's going to move. It's what's going to gain movement. So get your attention off of what's tried to trouble your thought life and get your attention on the, the, the water of the word that you're pouring in. I love something. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, a minister by the name of Lillian B. Yeomans. She was a precious teacher uh, in the earlier half of the, 19th, the 1900s. And she ended up, she was a uh, Bible school teacher she taught at Amy Simple McPherson's Bible school for a time, and she taught at different Bible schools. But she started out as a medical doctor. She came from a family of, of, um, of doctors, and so she trained in the medical field. And she, um, through her practice of medicine, the, the hours were long. The work was, came with great pressure. And uh, so just to keep up with her workload, she started self-medicating. And one of the things, because she took several things to kind of keep her awake and to kind of keep her energy level up and to keep her mind active so that it didn't, you know, grow tired and start making mistakes. So she started, get, she started self-medicating with one, one of the things was morphine. Well, that's, that's an aggressive drug. And so she thought she was under control of how much she was using it. But one day it dawned on her, she was a morphine addict. Mm -hmm. And she said, what a dark day that was when she came honest with herself. I, I'm no longer in control of this. And she was taking at one point an, a, a dosage that was 50 times what would kill a, a grown man. And she was taking that throughout the day. She did everything she could. She would go cold turkey, you know, just throw it away. 
and she would have horrible hallucinations. Her body would shake. It would become violently ill. And she went down to really just skin and bones. And uh, medically speaking, there was really no help for her. And uh, during that time, she had, she turned back to her fellowship with God and she began feeding on the word and she began going to services again, a different men of God and sitting under the word and she renewed her fellowship with God. And she said at one point that she said she was having symptoms. Of course, you can imagine what coming off of a drug like that would do to the mind. The mind, it just, it goes out of control. It races and and uh, all kinds of symptoms. And so she was feeding on the word and she said she started opening up the gospels. Now the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the four books of the Bible that record Jesus's earthly ministry. And so she started feeding on those four books, especially, and uh, feeding on the healing passages. And she said over a period of days, and then weeks, she said all day long, she would just sit and feed on that and feed on that and just, pour. what was she doing? She was pouring yeah. the word yeah. in. She was pouring the water of the word in. Listen, you're, the spigot that you turn on and off, when you have a water hose and you need to water something, that spigot is under your control. Yes. The, 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 the degree of flow and how often it flows and when it flows is under your control. Same thing with the word. The flow of the word's under your control. Amen. You can turn it on and leave it on. <laughs> you can turn it off and leave it off for days and weeks if you, if you so choose, but it won't benefit you that way. But you can choose to water your spirit, water your mind, water your body, water your life by turning it on. And that's what she did. Instead of trying to get free, she was so focused on how do I get this addiction out right. when she changed her focus on getting the word in. That's good. Amen. So she said, she said by the hour every day, just feeding on the word. And the, the, the wrong thing to do when you're feeding on the word is to be thinking about your need. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, because you can sit there and read the Bible, mm -hmm. but your thoughts are absorbed with your need and the Bible doesn't get in. Right. Listen, the mind is the gateway to the spirit. Now, do you understand that? Something can't get into your spirit if it can't get through your thoughts, if it can't get into your mind. When you read something that's processed and you read it and you take it in into the mind, and then that's the gateway that it can flow through to reach your spirit. Right. So when you're reading the word, make sure that you're <laughs> taking it in, not just reading it. Haven't you ever read something? You look back and you go, I've read that whole page. Don't even know what I read. <laughs> Haven't you done that? We've all done that. But it's dangerous to do that repeatedly and ongoingly without catching yourself. And even if you say, Pastor Nancy, my mind is so distracted and so troubled that I can't even seem to focus on the word. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just stay with it. But that's what she did. She had symptoms that were raging and they weren't just physical symptoms. They were mental symptoms. I mean, she had been having hallucinations and all kinds of things. And she just, she opened the word, not with the idea of thinking about her need, but the idea of watering watering with the word, her life. 
And so as she fed on the word and just kept taking it in and taking it in, she said hour after hour every day, she said, it dawned on me, it wasn't very long. And I go, all the symptoms are gone. And she said, I didn't even know when they left. Why? Because she was so occupied with the word, her attention got off of her need, off of the symptoms, off of what she was feeling because her attention got on the word. Amen. The word is life. Yes. The word is health. Yes. The word is peace. Yes. Amen. Amen. You pour that in and it will float out bondages, addictions, yes. bad yes. habits. I tell you, it'll set you free when, 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 when people want to be free and they do everything they can in their own ability to get free. Apply the power of the word. The anointing on the word destroys the yoke. Amen. Amen. The anointing destroys the yoke of bondage and there's an anointing on the word. You pour that anointed word in and I guarantee you it will start floating things off and you won't even recognize when it left sometimes. You'll just look and go, I realize that troubling thing is not there anymore. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's the power of that anointed word. But if the Bible stays closed in your life, how are you going to get it in? How are you going to get it in? And so that's what she did. She gave her attention to the word instead of her attention to her need. Now, I want to tell you this story. I told it in our previous episode, but it, it would further illustrate this. One minister friend of mine was one day he was teaching in a healing, a healing school that everyone who was in that class was sick. They all needed to receive healing. So uh, while the praise and worship was going on, they were just waiting for their turn to take the pulpit. And while they were waiting before they started preaching, they had a vision. And in that vision, they saw everybody in the room just like this. They had their arms folded around them. And when he saw this, this scene, he said to God, he said, God, what is it that I'm seeing? And he said, um, they are holding on to their sickness. And this minister said to God, he said, I don't understand what you mean by they're holding on to their sickness. They've come to this healing class, not to hold on to their sickness, but to receive healing. So they're not here to hold on to their sickness. And then God said to them, what they're thinking on is what they're holding to. What their attention is on is what they're holding to. And he said their attention is on their bodies. Their attention is on their symptoms. Get their attention on the word. Because what your attention is on is what you're holding to. If your attention is on what's trying to hold you captive, it keeps holding you captive. But if your attention is on what frees you, the word then that's what's going to gain movement in your life. Amen. And that's what, that's what Sister Yeomans did that, that during that season of her life. She turned her attention away from what was holding her captive, and she turned it toward her freedom, which Amen. was the Word. And she was made free as the light of the Word came in. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. As you feed on God's Word, the knowledge of that Word will grow. 
and you will quickly recognize thoughts that are not in line with the thoughts of the word. Sometimes this is part of the difficulty. We haven't recognized wrong thinking. We haven't recognized it. Wait, that's, that's a thought of fear. Wait, that's a worry thought. If we don't recognize them as wrong, we take them. But the more we feed on the word, it helps us to recognize and discern yes. what is not right thinking. Yes. Now I told you, and we're going to, we're going to go back to that, but I want to quote to you. Um, let me quote Romans chapter 12 and verse two, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at the next phrase that you may discern. What is, the, what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God? Yes. See, when you feed on the Word, you're feeding on His will. Amen. Amen. And the more you feed on the Word, the more you discern, oh, this is the way God thinks. This is the way God moves. And when, you, when another thought that counters or opposes that, you discern the difference. Oh, what I used to call okay thinking, I see is fear thinking. It's worried thoughts. And you begin to discern between what's good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. In fact, the Word is God's general will to everyone. That's what belongs to all of His children. And you begin as you feed on the Word to discern what belongs to you. There's also God's specific will for your life. The, the, his specific plan for your life. Do you know that you can't even discern what His will is for your life unless you renew your mind? Let me quote it to you again. Yes. Romans 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to discern. It says prove in the King James, that, that word is discern, that you may discern what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you, for your thought life, for your marriage, for your home, for your business, for your finances, for your health. As you renew your mind, you discern what's right and wrong thinking. You discern what is the will of God and what isn't the will of God. When someone is out of the will of God, it was, it was wrong thinking that took them there. It wasn't the devil. It was wrong thinking. Now, the devil might have offered them wrong thinking, but they took it. And so, right thinking will lead you further into the will of God, the plan of God for your life. Wrong thinking makes you susceptible to leaving the plan of God, leaving God's will for your life. Amen. Amen. But as you grow and feed on God's word, your knowledge of the word will grow and you'll quickly begin to recognize what's right thinking and what's wrong thinking. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, 2 Peter in chapter 1. Let's go there. 2 Peter chapter 1. Such a blessed verse. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Look at this. Grace and peace can multiply in your life. Peace belongs to you, but that peace can grow. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Fruit grows. So your peace can grow. So look at that verse again. 2 Peter chapter 1. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How is it multiplied? The next phrase tells us. Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge of God 
and of Jesus our Lord. Well, where's the knowledge of God and Jesus found? In the Word. (laughs) So the more we feed on the Word, the more our knowledge grows. And the more our knowledge grows, the more our peace grows. Amen. Amen. To grow in peace, grow in your knowledge of the Word. I said grow in your knowledge of the Word. As you feed on the Word, you don't earn something from God. Your study life and your prayer life does not earn something from God. Your study life and your prayer life shows you and brings you into the flow of what's been yours all along. Now, get that. We don't study the Word to earn something from God. We study the Word to find out what He already made ours. And the more we study it and feed on it, the more we grasp and understand what He's made ours. And when we see, oh my goodness, He's made me free. I'm already free. I'm not trying to get free. When you see that and you understand that, then you stop thinking wrong about your freedom, trying to get it. Amen. And so when we feed on the word, we're not earning something from God, but we are coming into the knowledge of what has been ours all along. When we pray, we're not earning something from God, but it brings us into a place of fellowship with God to where we release our faith, we exercise our faith, but we also fellowship with Him, and it brings us into the flow of all that He's already made ours. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know if you have a Christian, a believer that has never renewed their mind with the Word, never read the Bible, do you know that all the Bible still belongs to them? But the problem is, until they find out what belongs to them, they don't enjoy it. That's right. I don't want to have something and not being in, not be enjoying it. <laughs> you know, you can own a car and never enjoy it, never use it. You can have a home and never enjoy it. You know, sometimes it's just easy to live in just a few rooms of your house or something and never enjoy other rooms of your house. Enjoy all of what God made yours. Amen. You don't just want to get to heaven and realize all of it was yours all along and you never enjoyed it. Well, the first part of coming into this is you have to be born again. So I want to pray with those of you who are watching and you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I love God. I, I, you know, I, I want to go to heaven. I don't know if I'm born again. Listen, when you're born again, you know it. Because the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit. How do you become born again? The Word tells us that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, Pastor Nancy, I go to church. That's good. That's right. But that doesn't mean you've called on the name of the Lord to be saved. And so many times you can grow up thinking you're a Christian when really you haven't ever taken the action of calling on the name of the Lord. So I want to offer you that opportunity. Pray this with me. Father, I see in your Word that you offer salvation to me. Jesus, you paid the price. I receive that price you paid. I receive you as my Savior. Now God is my Father. Jesus is my Lord. Now I'm a child of God. I thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, let us know. 
Let us know that you prayed that prayer with us. Also, you can get hold of the book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We want to get it into your hands. We've been teaching out of it. And you can contact us uh, through the number on your screen, or you can go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get hold of it, and we'll send it right to you. God bless you. We thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.